Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hi, everyone. Today, we have someone special to me that's joining this podcast. And before she introduces herself, I just wanted to say that I'm super happy that she was able to do this with me. We're learning and growing together. So this is something that I'm super excited about. And now I'll let Zivika tell you a little bit more about herself. Hey, everyone. Kim, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to collaborate with you on this. For everyone that doesn't know me, my name is Devika Bridge. I am the owner of Bridge the Gap Consulting, and my work is focused around helping professionals of color attain their dream careers by creating and elevating their professional brands. I primarily accomplish this through my online programs, Brand You, Brand You for Business, consulting, and speaking engagements. Outside of my professional life, I spend a lot of time traveling between both of my homes, which is in Toronto, Canada, and San Jose, California. And just being super intentional about prioritizing spiritual and physical health. Nice to meet you all. I love that you said super intentional about this. And because you used that word, I want you to give us a high level overview of how you got on this journey and what you're doing now that you weren't doing before intentionally. Basically, just high level. My professional career really started in entertainment several years ago. I used to work in marketing for a record label. I was there for a little bit of time before I transitioned into tech. And when I got to tech, I felt so blessed to be there. It was an industry where clearly it was booming and there was several opportunities. When I got there, I didn't necessarily know how to elevate myself in an environment that was competitive, right? I mean, you're surrounded by highly intelligent people, super senior and incredibly driven. It's really hard to stand out in those environments. And I found just talking to my colleagues and peers who were professionals of color that they shared that same sentiment. And I was operating in a way that was just a preconceived notion that now that I think about it, can really be cultural, right? This thought of getting into the right company, working your tail off, being the first one in or in the morning, the last one out, that alone will get you that promotion or that increase or help you climb the ladder, which I quickly learned was not the right approach because it just wasn't working. And so I really started to just be, again, intentional about learning what to do that was different. So learning from peers, mentors, people in high places who were able to achieve success and and create their dream careers, essentially, and learn what they were doing. So I started to mimic their behaviors and their methods. And it was that transition of moving from a hustle mindset and trying to prove my value to being more strategic and up-leveling my value and sharing how I was driving value for the business, for the industry, for my peers, for my clients. And when I was able to master that and become more strategic is when I started to see huge success in my career. And not only huge success, but quick success. Just the opportunity to relocate from the Bay Area to Toronto and help start up Google's office at that point. Just the constant promotions and the constant roles that I was getting. My ability to move from an entry-level marketer to a sales manager leading my own sales team in a high-growth tech startup within six years and basically elevating my salary 6x in six years as well, that is all a product of really starting to become strategic in creating and elevating my professional brand. 
And so, you know, I'm working for the companies that I have, Google, LinkedIn, these places where it's really hard to basically, I guess, quote unquote, climb the ladder. What I'm really talking about is just achieve career advancement in a fair amount of time. A lot of my peers weren't seeing that. I wasn't seeing that for a while. And when I started to figure it out, I was sharing with my colleagues. I was sharing with my mentees and they started to see tremendous success in their careers as well. And so it was at that point where I realized that A, there was a big problem that needed to be solved and B, that I had a secret sauce that was actually helping not only me, but dozens of other people I was working with. And so about two years ago, I just decided that corporate, as much as it was a blessing in my life and working for these amazing companies was an awesome experience. I really wanted to focus my life on helping other professionals of color attain what I was able to attain and really just feel satisfied in their careers and feel empowered to create that dream career that they've always wanted, which impacts their overall happiness in their life. I mean, we all know we spend so much time at work. And if you're not happy in those environments, if you're not seeing a silver lining, you're not seeing a progression, it can really be daunting on your mental and emotional health. It really impacts your confidence levels. And it impacts your economic opportunity. And so my work really full-time now and what I'm committed to is helping professionals of color break these cycles and start to take the right approach to create the life that they want, not only for themselves, but the generations to come as well. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And you're basically talking about generational wealth is what one of the things will happen as a Mm -hmm. result of taking your brand into your hands and really cultivating it. And it seems like because you've made an entire business out of branding, I can hear why you're so passionate about it. But let's really talk about whether or not your personal and professional brand should be different. Everyone who doesn't know, Savika and I worked together at LinkedIn. And while we were there, people would say things oftentimes about their brand. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not my brand. Or they'd say, this is my brand or it's on brand. So knowing that that was something that was always floating around, in that particular setting, what do you say when it comes to the personal side of your brand? Should it be different from the way you show up in the office? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, it can be a little bit vague, personal branding versus professional branding, but they are very much so intertwined. I think the key takeaway in evaluating both is how you show up to work in your authentic self. So your personal brand, you should be really elevating, you know, what matters to you. If you're a mom, Making sure that you're home in time to pick up your kids in the carpool lane is something that you know you should be leading with in terms of your colleagues understanding what makes you who you are. Or if you like to travel, you know, making sure that people know that that's important to you. So you know, if you're traveling, you're not going to be the girl that's on email at people's beck and call. You're going to be offline and and really maximizing that time. So that's personal brand. I feel like people understanding who you are on like the outskirt of work, right? Just not making entirely about work. When people know what matters to you as a person, they're able to respect you and respect your boundaries, which also contributes to your happiness in your professional life. When I talk about professional branding, it's really being intentional about showing up as your authentic self in a way that will advance your career, right? And the focus of driving economic opportunity. And so it's really about how do you own your narrative? And we can talk a little bit more about that. But when I'm saying own your narrative, I'm really talking about how do you actually prove the value that you're adding to your organization, your direct team, or even the industry that you work in. 
people don't really know how to communicate the value that they're driving on a day to day. There's this assumption that, well, my manager should know or my leadership should know or people will share feedback on me. But that's not how we move and operate. We're in a time where everybody is highly distracted. We're moving a mile a minute. You know, nobody's really going to be paying that much attention to what you're doing. So if you're not elevating yourself and how you're driving value in ways that I teach my clients to do is having an effective elevator pitch, incorporating an executive summary into your one-on-ones with your manager, into your interviews, with your interview panels, with your conversations with your mentors and your colleagues, really leveraging your allies and mentors to help you communicate your narrative and a bunch of other methods that I've created to help my clients, you're really at a disadvantage because what you're doing is you're showing up to work, you're putting in the work, you're driving a ton of value, but you're not communicating it in a way that's sticky. People don't understand what you're about. And so when we talk about professional branding is how do you own your narrative, elevate that narrative and share it? And basically not give people the power to assume who you are as a professional in your organization or industry. You're really telling them what to think about you and telling them what to say about you. And when you do that successfully, it will result in that role that you want, that promotion you want, that salary increase, or whatever your professional goals are. But the first step is really understanding the value that you drive and how to share that proactively and successfully. Yeah. And I like that you went into detail on it because one thing that I know is that obviously both you and I are more extroverted. So we're Mm -hmm. able to really step into a space and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm driving. This is how I'm working toward this goal and really own that. But what about those that are introverted? Let's talk about them because of course, they want to elevate themselves. They want to show up authentically to work. But you and I both know that being introverted in most office spaces is not a good look, you know, because people yeah. will take advantage or they will overlook you essentially. So in your mind, how can the introvert then change their narrative and come out almost as an extrovert in the work while remaining their authentic self? I think it even goes beyond just being an extrovert versus an introvert. I think for anybody, really, there's not a lot of folks that can elevate what they're doing and how they're driving value in a way that it feels comfortable. A lot of people have a hard time, especially women, especially professionals of color. We have a hard time telling people how we're driving value for whatever reason. Maybe we fear that it sounds pompous or maybe we feel like we're gassing ourselves up too much or whatever the case may be. But I think. In any situation, it's not going to feel entirely comfortable, but it's something that you have to push to do. And there are organic ways to do it where you don't feel like you're tooting your own horn every second of the day. And so whether you're an introvert or extrovert, the way that I've taught my clients to do it is preparation is key. So whether you're an introvert where it's hard for you to interact on that level that an extrovert can, still preparation will help you be able to own your narrative, own how you show up, own how you communicate. And so having things prepared like an elevator pitch that really hones in on what you do. And I'm not talking about just the title of your role and the organization you work for, but what is the value that you drive? What is that key headline and that key takeaway? How do you communicate what matters to you outside of your nine to five or your profession in general? How do you communicate how you're driving leadership or results for your organization within your current team? On a weekly basis, monthly, quarterly, annual, however the cadence is that you're measured, how do you actually start to incorporate basically showcasing your value and what you're doing for your organization 
in a way that's very data driven. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of whether you're introvert or extrovert, preparation is key. And how you're coming to the table with these examples, how you're showcasing very clearly how you're driving value is mission critical in getting what you want out of your career. Because if you're stepping back and hoping to be noticed, the most most people will get is that shout out in that meeting or a pat on the back or a good job. But all of that is irrelevant when we're trying to basically create economic opportunity and be satisfied in our careers. So whether you're an introvert or extrovert, preparation is key. Having a strong professional brand and leading with that in every situation, whether it's how you show up at the office, how you show up at networking events, or how you show up at that coffee date with your mentor is is very critical. Yeah, I would even go as far as to say in terms of preparation being key, to know that oftentimes in a lot of situations, if this is something that you're consistently doing, you know your work. So mm-hmm. you don't have to start to fear that you're going to not show what you're doing because you know what you're doing. So it's just a matter of being confident, I think, in actually sharing that with others that may not necessarily be a part of your day to day, but they may have an idea of what you're doing. Because what I've found to happen in the workplace oftentimes is that your manager hardly knows exactly what you're working on, right? They know what they've assigned you, but they don't always know all the other projects that you've been working on or the other teammates that you've helped with something, or they don't know that you created a checklist. So these are the things that I think that drive value. And it goes back to your professional as well as your personal brand, because what I would think from someone doing those things is that one, this is a thoughtful person that's taking the time to ensure that others around them are actually set up for success and they're paying it forward to whoever may come into that role after them. And then they want to make sure everyone around them is winning. And people like that. People like more collaborators versus the person that's always like, it's my job and they don't want to share and they don't want you to know what they're doing. I find that when it comes to owning it, whatever it may be, confidence to me, in addition to preparation, is key. A hundred percent. And, you know, one thing I learned is I think you and I, I mean, we come from LinkedIn where we had consistent one-on-ones with our manager, right? Like on a weekly basis or bi-weekly, however it may be, they were consistent enough. And in talking to a lot of professionals, they're not even having these consistent leadership one-on-ones, whether that's their manager or like team lead, whoever it may be. And that's yeah. a huge risk too, right? Because yeah. I think for us, like it just feels organic, like, cause that's what we know working for these really large corporations. But what I've learned is that's not actually the case for most. And so even asking your manager for that time and having certain things in place, like having an agenda that is set, like, Hey, I'm going to lead the meeting. I'm going to lead our weekly one-on-ones or bi-weekly one-on-ones. I'm going to start by sharing my wins for that week and make sure you highlight, you know, what you're doing or who you collaborated with or how you're driving value and make sure it's documented. Documentation is key. The way that I've done this in the past is having a Google Doc where I basically laid out the agenda for every week where we'd meet. My manager knew if they opened up that agenda 24 hours before our meeting, he or she knew exactly what was being covered. He or she knew exactly what I was going to touch on. And having that working, I guess, written documentation is really helpful when it comes to promotion or salary increase conversations or even your performance reviews because we know we add value. But even for us, the way that we move, the pace in which we move, we're adding tons of value and we don't even realize it sometimes. 
So taking that time, yeah, it's so organic or you're operating in your authentic self and you don't even realize some of the value that you're adding that's actually changing the trajectory of your team and how they operate or the business in general. And so reminding yourself on a weekly basis, you know, filing away those emails, creating those agendas for your manager will help you naturally prepare for those conversations, but also have the documentation in place. So when you're having conversations to help you advance your career, that it's fresh and it's there. So even when you forget about those things, if it was three, four, five months ago and you totally forgot you did that thing, well, now you're eliminating that issue by having data that is recorded in a way that both you and your leadership team who influence decision-making have visibility into not only what you did currently in that specific time, but in previous seasons as well. You just said something that made me go, hmm, you mentioned data being recorded and it just took me to social media. One thing that I think is important is to realize that, as you said, personal and professional brands are quite intertwined. Therefore, be careful what you have recorded on social media because it may be contradicting your professional brand, even though it's your personal life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We have so many people that are, and you know, you've seen these Dolly Parton memes where it's like the LinkedIn, the Instagram, the Facebook, Mm -hmm. the the Twitter or (laughs) the Tinder or whatever. And it's like, you want to be very careful not to say that you can't be who you are. But one, remember, these things are saved on other people's servers for however long, maybe long after you've been dead and gone. And you don't want certain things to come back to bite you 10, 15, 20 years from now that you thought was cool to post in the moment. Although you should be showing up as your authentic self, be sure that if you are going to have a brand that's a little conflicting, you should probably have a private page. And you probably shouldn't have the manager following you. And you probably yeah. shouldn't have your colleague <laughs> tagged in your post with your bear. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on the culture you work in, you need to be extremely mindful because not every culture, every working culture is lax where people are going out for team drinks and it's okay for you to post the picture or the video, the boomerang video of all the shots that's been taken. Not every job is going to think that's cool. Not every team is going to think that's cool. Your family may not even think that's cool, you know? (laughs) Truly be mindful, I think, to know when you are posting socially that everything is intertwined. You live in a very small world, although Mm -hmm. it may feel super big at times. I think people underestimate how much recruiters and managers are looking into who you are. They absolutely are. I know even speaking on LinkedIn specifically, 60% of recruiters are looking at your LinkedIn profile before even reaching out to you for a phone interview when you apply for roles. So if you think about just LinkedIn and 60% of recruiters doing that on LinkedIn itself, they're Googling. They're checking to see who you are because look, in the context of someone bringing you on board for their team or for their company, you're essentially a liability, right? Like they're investing in you as talent. You need to make sure that you're representing yourself in a way. And again, you can still be authentic, but just be mindful because social media and how people perceive you off of one picture is a real thing now. And that one picture, even though it has nothing to do with who you are or how you operate on a day-to-day, people will create a whole story in their head about you. So exactly right what you said, Kim, is just be mindful and intentional about these things. And if you're on the fence, have a private page. Not everybody needs to see everything that you're doing. Keep your stuff on private. Absolutely. 
that is one thing that I've realized that not too many people are aware of when it comes to professionalism. There are certain things that should probably be shared in a group chat. Let's not even put it on social media. You may need to just share it amongst your trusted friends because why do we need to see that side of you outside of the office? I don't need to know you that well. But I am a firm believer in if I don't want to see it, I can remove it. So I am okay with removing myself and unfriending some people if I don't want to see things. But to your point, the recruiters are also looking and they're not even always friends with you per se. They can just Google a lot of the profile handles and they find you that way. So before they ever meet you, they've already created a narrative that you may have a very hard time changing. Yep, 100%. So everyone listening, be very mindful of what you're posting. (laughs) The other thing I was going to say, because as we talk about social media, you know, obviously when we both started our careers, social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So Mm -hmm. what's the word of advice you'd give your intern self? In terms of social media or just in general? I'm saying in general. Oh man, a lot. But I think a lot of my career was really trying to prove myself and gain that validation. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. It's like when you're in a meeting, if people are called out for their accomplishments, but you're killing it and nobody knows, it creates that discouragement in your heart of like, why wasn't I called out? Why am I not getting a shout out? And I feel like I was really focused on that for so long. It's like, why am I not being validated? But I would tell myself to not worry so much about proving myself for validation, but just walking authentically and sharing how I'm driving that value. Because people will always know your intention. They will always know how you lead. They will always know the moves you make that are authentic, that are driven from the heart, that are driven from your integrity and your work ethic. And that is what matters the most at the end of the day versus trying to prove yourself for validation. I actually like that. I personally hadn't struggled with validation, but I would tell my intern self, someone is always paying attention. So oftentimes you do things and you don't realize that you may be doing it and you feel like, oh God, I don't really want to have to send out the team agenda. No one cares. No one's reading it, but someone's always watching. So when you do something, do it not only with a cheerful heart and a cheerful spirit, but do it in integrity. Just you know that this is your job and whether or not you like what has been set before you to do, someone's watching and you should know that this comes back to you as a person overall. Again, tying it back to that professional and that personal brand, have a brand of integrity above everything. So when someone thinks of you, they think that you work with excellence. They won't think of the fact that you're griping and complaining and you have acid. They would actually think of it as a person who, even though it was faxing multiple papers, she stood there and she faxed it with a smile on her face and she got it done in a timely manner. That's what Mm -hmm. I would tell my concerned self. Even on that point, I always share this story whenever I'm talking to clients is when I was a sales manager and I was new to the company at that point, it was a startup that I worked with. And I had to hire a bunch of new sales reps for my team. And I was deciding between two candidates. One could do the job in its entirety, 100%. You know, he had excellent experience. And I knew it would be less of a ramp up time. He could get the job done very quickly and start going without a lot of help or assistance needed from his teammates or myself. 
And this other person that I was evaluating probably could do the job at maybe like 75%. We would need to work with this person more and the ramp up time would have been slower. There was more knowledge that needed to be learned. But I knew that this person was going to come onto the team and add value to the team, bring them together, really bring a spirit of collaboration and joy. And I ended up hiring that person because I knew that a job can be learned. Anybody can go into a position and learn how to do it. But what you can't teach is how people show up and that authenticity and that heart for others. And so it matters. People are really able to clearly distinguish who you are as a person and the way that you communicate in your mannerisms, in your expressions. So it goes a long way. Even if you're not operating in a role where you're super enthusiastic about your roles and responsibilities, it's okay. You have to know that it's a season of your life and that you're in that position now, but you're going to be in another position where you're going to likely enjoy it more and more as you learn and evolve. But people will always remember you and how you showed up to that role versus you being in that role itself. One thing I learned when I was operating in an administrative role at the Make-A-Wish Foundation was that there were tons of papers that needed to be faxed, filed, copied. I hated that. Like I hated it (laughs) so much because one, I'm like, why are we wasting so much paper? And then two, I always felt like this could be what someone else does. Like, why do I need to take time out of my day to do it? And I remember one time I had a conversation with myself at the copy machine. And basically what I told myself was like, you're going to master owning the paper trail. Like this is your job. Now you you are the master of the paper trail. So maybe you've been tasked with this so that nothing slips between the cracks, so that children's wishes are granted in a timely manner. Like I really had to have a conversation with myself because I was like, this is so whack. I always have to do... All this copying, back singing. Now, when I thought of it, I was like, but the overall mission of the company is bigger than this part of the job, right? So if I'm adding and contributing to fulfilling that mission by getting this job done, suck it up, get the job done, the end of the story, you know? And sometimes you have to be so real with yourself because it's bigger than you. But at the same time, again, you want to make sure that you are acting in integrity. Like that's super important to me. And I find that a lot of times people are not doing that. They don't realize how important it is to show up fully, not only just being your authentic self, show up fully. Make us feel like you want to be here when you come to work (laughs) because that kind of energy kind of uplifts or it depletes the team. And some people don't even realize that. That being said, everyone listening, if you join Kim's team, your energy has to be positive. And you have to act with integrity. <laughs> you have to act with a little integrity. The These are the basics in life. But for those that didn't know, now you know. I just wanted us to start wrapping this conversation up. And it's been a pretty informative one as well as, to me, encouraging because I'm learning as well as everyone else's. I want you to not only just plug your current and upcoming projects, but I want you to let people know where they can find you and what you have on your personal side that you're super excited about coming up. In terms of just where I'm focused with my projects and my business, really focused on my online programs right now, Brand You and Brand You for Business. And so Kim actually was a part of Brand You as well in the last cohort. But essentially what I'm helping professionals of color do and brand you is create and elevate your professional brand. So we talk about how to do that. You know, we talk about how to close the gap from where you are today 
to where you want to be and how to get there. We talk about identifying your culture ad, your interests, your skills, and your strengths to set the foundation and build what does an elevator pitch look like for you? What does an executive summary look like for you? What is an executive summary? How do you use it? How do you get the right mentors and allies? How do you create an exceptional professional brand on LinkedIn and leverage the platform to create economic opportunity and so much more? And so that's Brand You. And Brand You for Business is essentially for organizations that have a strong interest and a passion for increasing retention of their diverse employees in the organization. So organizations, they put a lot of resources and money behind attracting diverse talent, but it's really critical to support them in their career advancement when they get there. And so Brand New for Business is really focused on the organization side of things with a huge focus on retention. And so for this year, that's kind of where I'm focused entirely on is Brand New, Brand New for Business and the consulting work that I do. And if you want to learn more, you can find me at davikabridge.com or davika underscore bridge on Instagram. If you're like, hey, you've said a lot of things that piqued my interest, but I just want to pick your brain on how this is relevant to me. In the link in my bio on my Instagram, there is an opportunity for you to schedule a free complimentary session, just a, a quick chat to talk about what professional branding looks like for you in your career and how to advance yourself. And so feel free to take advantage of that as well. Well, I'm going to say definitely take advantage of this consulting opportunity or consultation, I would say, opportunity. Everyone that is within the sound of my voice, it will be (laughs) beneficial for you to do so. I think working with Jeff has been awesome. And like I said, I'm learning even still through this conversation. So just imagine that one-to-one time that you can get with her. So highly recommend it. Jeff, I want to say thank you for taking the time to join me to have this conversation. I know that this is something that you're passionate about, but I also know that this is just your lifestyle. This is who you are. So I appreciate you for being your authentic self and sharing that with the Manifest audience. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah, you are welcome. And I'm going to end with sharing a quote from Andy Oft Irwin. He simply says, don't be afraid to be amazing. So with that said, everyone, make sure your professional and your personal brands are in sync and make sure they're buttoned up and tight. And if you don't know how to do it, reach out to Deb. She has your back. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks again, Deb. Having this branding conversation with Devika has been truly inspirational to me and just reminds me again that uniqueness is important. You know, don't let anyone dim your light. Truly be who you are and You'll just bring everything into fulfillment the way that it's supposed to. Thanks for listening to the Manifest podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share it with your network. Share it with us. We want to know what you've learned from this. We want to know what you are looking forward to hearing from us. We want all of those good things. So until next time, let's Manifest.